Welcome to Found in Prague. For those out there listening right now who maybe you're in high school, you actually have a dream for your life or goals or plans or different things. And, you know, sometimes you might have a dream for yourself and somebody else might have a dream for your life. And that's a really hard place to be sometimes to navigate when maybe a family member, a parent, uh, maybe different expectations, maybe even teachers that are like, wow, you're really good at this one thing. And they think you should do this. And you're sitting over there going, I hate doing that, even though I'm really good at it. But I just want to do this instead. So I think that that could also be a scenario that, um, you know, somebody listening to this podcast right now could be sitting there wondering, what do I do with this when I have this vision or this dream for my life, um, but everybody in my life thinks I should do this. And how do I navigate that? Uh, I was just kind of wondering what you guys think about that. Because I think there could be, you know, it's, it's hard to be honoring to people sometimes in that situation, especially if it's your parents. Like, because especially as Christians, like we're called to honor our father and our mother, right? We're called to to respect them. So what is the line between saying, hey, you know, I love you guys, but I have to do this. You know, this is what I, this is my dream and I'm going to chase it versus actually saying, you know, I'm going to honor you and do what you asked me to do. I don't know if you guys have any perspective on that. Maybe I can give you a small example of the thing that is slightly similar to that. Um, I think my brother personally think, I really think he's a people person. Like he wants to interact people with people and help people in a way that manages people. So I think he's best at management, learn management so that he can do what he wants to do is make money. He wanted to make money. So he wanted to be the boss of a company. I'm like, you should learn management. But he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to learn economy. And I'm like, Dude, but we discussed all this and you know what you're best and you want, your goal is a little bit different from that. But he's like, no, I want to still go my own way. What I have to say is that I was actually going to give this opposite uh, actually advice than what you were going in, in a different situation. It's not, but those who do not know their dream or do not have a dream should ask their family members was actually what I was going to say <laughs> and maybe get some hints. Yeah, that, that can be part of the process, I think. <laughs> and what I feel like is you know what you want to do, but do not make a decision within six months within or a year. I would say take your time on going against your parents or going... Uh, going with your parents decision on the direction of your dream what if you don't have time <laughs> what if you have to decide because next year is the school year and your parents really want you to go to college and you're like i want to go 
do this internship at SeaWorld and, you know, work with the sea creatures. But mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. you need to apply for college right now. Sometimes you don't have time. And it, you're sitting there going, what do I do? But, but but what I'm saying is by that age, you're almost an adult, probably. But Sometimes 18, it's not that 18, easy. 19. You're still young. You're adult the same time. by the rules of the country, which but gives you responsibilities. But I don't think you're quite an adult to like I see smartly. I was before. I know. But at the same time, you can make your own decisions by then. You had 18 years of life. So I'm saying you need to... That's what you think, think when you're 18, quickly. that you can make your I own. I would advise for younger kids to think earlier about this stuff. And because if it, it, there's a difference between suddenly making a decision out of the blue or something that you have thought of and actually making a decision when the push comes to shove. See, I'm, I operate very differently i do really well with short-term goals and short-term dreams and so when i was younger like i would set a goal for myself or a dream like when i was 12 i wanted to read a thousand books in one year that was my goal that was my dream there was nothing else that could you know i would just i was nerdy and i hid away and read books all the time so like and i accomplished that goal and i was so proud of myself and you know and then but as i was in that stage of being 12 13 i realized that i like I had been pretty smart throughout school. I went to a uh, private, uh, very small private school where you could work ahead. And so my goal and my dream and all I wanted to do was graduate early. Like I just wanted to graduate early and that was my dream. And my parents being, you know, older and wiser and parents were like, (laughs) I don't know if graduating, you know, at 14 is a very good idea. Like you're out of school too early. There's other things that, you know, you could learn. You may be, you know, book smart, but you don't really have a lot of common sense to just go out into the world. And so um, they made you wait till you were 15. They made me wait a whole extra year. Oh, my yes. <laughs> so I graduated. <laughs> I know. I was, but I was so dramatic when I was t- my mom. My mom didn't even want me to graduate at 15. And I was so dramatic. As, you know, I'm not dramatic at all anymore. How many I, years of school was that? Like what, what grade did you graduate? Grade 12. At 15? Oh. At yeah. Yes, so kindergarten to grade 12. She was I went to a school. I told her. (laughs) (laughs) She's still smart, people. But the point of the story is um, being the dramatic person that I am, my mom was like, Amy, like, I don't know if you should graduate that early still. And I don't really remember this, but my mom says that I was very dramatic. I was like, mom, you're trying to ruin my dream, you know? And so she took that to heart and she said, you know what? You want to graduate at 15? Go ahead. I want to encourage you to do your dreams, to reach for your dreams. And yes, graduating at 15 was really early. I, you know, was not um, emotionally mature in certain areas and, you know, learned as I stumbled along. But that encouragement from my parents actually then encouraged me for other goals and dreams that I had that I was like, I can do this. If I set my mind to it, I have this short term, this short goal, I can push myself to do it because I know I'm capable. And so even in that like our, my parents obviously understood where I was at and it's not like I moved out of the house at 15, but like they encouraged that dream, but it's not like I knew long-term what graduating at 15 meant. So I feel like to know at 15 what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, I'm 25. I still don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. So there's like, I don't know. That's just how I operate. I'm much more of a short-term, short goal 
short dream. Yeah, and, and I can see that. And it's it's also a very valuable... Uh, I mean, I, c- I can see your point, you know, that you're <laughs> short-term, you know... You call me person. short? No. <laughs> um, there is a difference because when Sean was talking about you know eighteen and and all that stuff, um, th- there is difference between when people finish the school and they really know what they want, and when people finishing school and they either don't know what they want or maybe don't even want to find out what they want. They're like, ah, eh, you know, I'll just go somewhere, like finish something. I don't care. You know, there are all types of kids growing up. It also depends on your family. Some families just like push you for higher education just for the sake of higher education. They don't mm-hmm. care what kind of higher education you get. They just want you to have some kind of education. You know, like for example, my parents' uh, only goal for me was for me to having higher education. They didn't care which one. And the other thing was like they had three criteria. First, I sh- it should be free. Second, it should be near to home and it should be higher education. Like as long as th- these three criteria were met, they didn't care what it was. You know, I could be a postman or w- whatever. But that's and, y- and you honored them in that, and you did that. Yes, but one one other thing was um, I was given a option. They said, "Well, if you definitely know what you want, what you want it to be, like you're free to go anywhere." Mm-hmm. As soon as it's free, you know, mm-hmm. like you, we don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So I had an option. And, and also the other option was that it has to be close to home so I don't have to, you know, go travel or whatever. So <laughs> in the reality, the options were limited to basically one place. <laughs> but they also said, like, if I really knew where I was go- what I was going for, then these parameters could have been changed right mm-hmm. but i didn't know exactly what i wanted at 18 yeah. right or however old i was like 17 you know bef- the year before i finished and uh, the other thing was for example that if you don't we don't have the gap year thing in russia because for boys when you finish the school uh you're going to army mm-hmm. straight so if you didn't want to go army straight after school you have to get the you you have to apply for the uni and you have to get the place there. So if you get the place there, you don't go to to the to the army, right? So that was another thing. I couldn't you know have a gap year thinking about my life and mm-hmm. doing whatever I want. So and also I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew approximately area. I even knew the places I might go. But for example, it might not be the criteria of free. Also, it not not always depends on you. Right, because my parents ha- had to pay for it, and we didn't have money back then, so yeah. th- there were no options. But the other thing, what uh, my mother told me, she said, the thing is, university you're going to, because it was a general first, I think, either two or three years, the topics were general enough, so you can transfer to the other uni with your existing subjects that, yeah that that you've subjects. you've yeah. studied so if like two years or three years in your study you decide that you definitely don't want to do that you can then switch um i didn't do that uh but while studying in university i realized i for sure do not want to do that <laughs> the thing that you were studying yes, which was yeah. a teacher yep. yeah i was a i have a 
primary teacher um, diploma, whatever. Yeah. But what I did then, I was, I just went, I I just found a thing or at least relate topic that it was related to the thing I thought I'm interested in. And I just started working in it while I was studying. So that, that gave me a few things, right? First of all, I tried to find something that I really like outside of what I was studying for. I also provided for myself, like, financially, so my parents don't have to. And it gave me an, an option, right? So even if I fall out from university, for example, for some reason, I can provide for myself at least. Second thing was I knew that I will see or I will find at least some area or a job that I would, when I finish the university, because the other thing is, when you finish the university, what they ask you for is experience. And the problem with it is you were just five years studying in university. Like what experience you're expecting of me, I was studying, you know? So that's a common problem. They, on an interviews, they will ask you, so what's your experience? Like, uh, no experience, just finished the university. It's like, sorry, we need someone with experience. Like, how would I get an experience if I didn't, you know? So it's like a circle that you cannot break. And I thought it's, it's a great idea right so when you finish the university you graduate and then you have an experience already with work so it will be much easier to find even if you are not working in this particular field or again like you can you might work one year in one job or position then you don't like it switch it to something else and like you have all these years to find out like where you're actually at at least by an area right and then you can progress somewhere or branch in in some other space so i think that's that's really interesting just hearing your process of kind of going from not knowing ex- exactly what you kind of like what was your dream or or where you wanted to kind of go in your life but just at the same time going I can do this right now I can meet these three criteria of of you know the expectations of my parents my family but at the same time go you went above and beyond that because you were also looking for how can I gain experience in life and and maybe try things. You know, we've talked a lot about that, of trying something. So I think that's that's a really neat example of being able to honor your family in that way by doing those, those meeting that criteria. But also, you know, you realize this isn't what I want to do in my life. You know, as you're studying primary teaching, you're like, that that's not for me, you know, and you weren't bound to that. And so, but I think it, it's a really interesting thing because I think it's very dependent on, the family dynamic that you grow up in, um, the way that your parents and your family uh, handle those situations and the way they empower you. I was super fortunate to have really empowering parents that were very releasing as well. They were empowering and releasing. They were very much like, you do not have to go by the system. Like, if you don't want to go to university, you don't have to. If you want to, we'll try to help you. But they were also very empowering of like, if you want to, you can make it happen. And so it also was less dependent on other people. And they made it like, this is your responsibility, your life. If you want to do it, we will support you and we will help you. But we won't like do everything for you in it, uh, which worked out well because I was a super independent person. <laughs> I also was was not tra- anymore. Tried, I, no, I, I um, depends on totally Amy. cut that. Yeah, I am not. A, uh, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just depend on I Amy know. now. No, but I was 
not quite as ambitious as Amy. I graduated when I was 16. Oh my God. <laughs> but, wow. but, but it was not because I was as smart as Amy. I was just done with school and I took my GED, which in America is your general education test that kind of says, yes, I got the equivalent uh, education of 12 years, even though it wasn't like through 12th grade. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, that's what I did. So I graduated when I was 16 and I was just working for a little while, but I knew what I wanted to do. I was very specific from the time I was like 10 years old, maybe even younger. I was like, I'm going to be a missionary. This is what I want to do. And so I was very driven, I would say at that point in time. I was working and I didn't want anything... (laughs) I shouldn't say this story because it'll give people ideas, but I didn't want there to be anything that my parents could sit there and go, we can tell you what to do because we're paying for X, Y, Z for you. So at the age of 17, I paid for my own toilet paper. I paid for my own shampoo, conditioner, doctor's appointments, car insurance, everything you could possibly think of. I even tried to pay them rent because I just didn't want them to hold anything where they could just say, well which is silly because they were literally the most chill people. Like (laughs) when I look back at it, I'm like, you had such chill parents. Like, why were you trying to do that? But anyways, that's what I tried to do. So I was very just kind of independent thinking. And I think part of it is my personality, but part of it is the environment that I grew up in because my parents were also like that. They were also very independent, free thinking, just kind of like, yeah, you pursue what's in your heart and they were very much like with myself and my siblings um we're all three doing very different things but my sister for instance she works on a ranch with horses we didn't even have horses when we were growing up but they they made a way to for her to volunteer there and she was like I'm gonna find the right people in the right places and now she lives on a ranch and works with horses full-time and so it's just like I think for me it was really amazing but I've always heard stories of people where they they've really struggled with my parents want this for my life and this is not what I want and it's hard for me to speak on because it really wasn't my it's not my experience but I know that a lot of people struggle with that and especially in this the training that I did with YWAM there were many people that were like after they went through this school they're like I feel like God is calling me to do this but my parents are saying you need to do that and there is a story that really stood out to me from a book called Kisses from Katie. And it was about this girl and she was dating this guy. Uh, she kind of had her life figured out. She was going to go to this university with him when she graduated high school. And then she went on a missions trip to Uganda. And when she was on this trip, God just totally just took over her heart, her mind, her plans, and was just like, I'm calling you to Uganda. And she was just kind of like wrecked because she came from a very like her family was just cookie cutter, um, very well off, you know, and they they had this expectation that she was going to go to school and get this degree and whatnot. So she really wrestled with this because she felt like it was a calling in her life that God had given to her. But she also knew that biblically, you know, she was supposed to honor her parents And so she really, really wrestled with this. So she said, she kind of made a a deal with them and was like, hey, I can do this. So she's like, I'm going to go for this first year and we're going to see how it goes. 
And, but I really feel like God, this is what God's calling me to. And I need to get to Uganda. So they're like, okay, we'll see how this first year goes. Um, and so anyway, she did the first year. And after the first year, she, she had gone back to Uganda, I think for a little while. And she just felt like God said, you need to obey me first. You love your parents. You're wanting to do this, but you need to put me first in your life. And it was so hard for her. And like she really wrestled with it. It wasn't to diss her parents. It wasn't to just say, ah, I'm my own person. I'm going to do what what I want. It was this genuine wrestle between how do I love my parents? But am I putting my parents actually above what God has asked me to do in my life? And anyways, moral of the story is she decided to say, hey, I love you guys so much, but I cannot disobey what God has called me to. And so she ended up not finishing her studies and she went to Uganda and it was so hard. She wanted to give up so many times. It was just strenuous on her mind, her body, her emotions, everything. It was really difficult and she wanted to give up so many times. But she ended up, God just used her and she ended up creating this whole school for all these kids. She adopted 14 girls at the age of 21 And she was the mother to 14 girls. And now she's married and they have kids and they have this thriving ministry that's there all because of her obedience to follow God. And so I think even with that in deciphering dreams sometimes too, it's really including God in the process and listening to what he's called you to as well as using your mind of what has he gifted you with. Like I think there's there's all those different elements. Sometimes some things that he calls us to we're not even gifted with and he puts us there and he empowers us to do it like there's so many different scenarios that could happen in chasing dreams but she didn't even know that that was a dream on her heart until she went and then it was just like god just called her there and that's all she could think about was being there and i think that that was that really gave me insight um into maybe somebody that really struggles and wrestles with i have this dream but this is what my family wants. And so I don't know if that story will help anybody out there that's wrestling with that. Like I said, personally, I I haven't experienced that, but I think that story really impacted me and helped me kind of maybe understand what somebody might be going through like that. So I just want to encourage anyone listening just to, to take heart and take time just to really press into God. If you know God, know that he has a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants to actually lead you and guide you. Sometimes it's hard with other people involved, but also praying for them that they would get God's heart is amazing too. Instead of being angry or mad at them, just saying, God, will you change their heart? You know, that can also be a really big, uh, a big help in that situation. situations where you disagree with uh, what your parents plans for you and your personal plans for your life especially when you're younger you know just graduated uh, high school um one thing is which is hard to see in the moment is your parents probably know a little bit better because they also have some life experience and it's really hard to see for you when you're young you think you are mature enough to make decisions which is usually it's not true um 
and I'm speaking from my experience, right? That's exactly my thoughts uh, at that age. Like I thought I knew better than my parents and they are old and they don't know, you know, a lot of things and they don't understand and so on and so on. But um, if you can, uh, it's a really ju- just an advice from myself. Um, just sit down with your parents and just talk through why they think mm. this is the goals for you, right? So j- just simple argument, like put down the bullet list right and then make thing one like why should you go for example and study in university why they think so and then try to make a list from your side right like why you shouldn't do that or why you think or what will your achieving your goals or your dreams will give you just just put it down write it down and just discuss it with your parents right because they might see something that you don't see or they might like find something out that they don't even think about right yeah that's good and you can discuss like if if it's possible i know sometimes the conversation got like gets heated you know emotional right but if you can abstract a bit from the emotional side and and just do it like unemotionally just write it down it might help both sides and it might bring some kind of understanding on both sides like if you can if you have these arguments right or if, if you have these points, really. Sometimes it's just emotions and you just want to do completely opposite just what your parents ask for because, you know, just rebelling. And, and that's a completely different story, right? But if, if there is real points and if there is real th- thoughts and you really thought through, and also it will help you to make a decision. And when you make it, you will be responsible for yeah, it, right? So, so you will say, yes, I understand all your points. Yes, I clearly see what you're trying to achieve for my life. But I clearly trying to achieve something else. And, and I see all the benefits and all the, you know, the, the other side of it. And then it will be a completely different decision just from saying, no, I just want to do it. Don't want to do it because you told me, you know. It's two completely sto- different stories of how things could happen. And I think it might bring some resolution to, to the problem. To those who are, are like, my parents' dream is my dream because I don't have a dream. I've, I've seen those kids, actually. My best friend in Korea is that kind of person, actually. We just you know, he asked his parents, like, what should I do in college? And the parents like calculated stuff for him. And this, this is the best career path for you. I've, you probably is the most interested. And he studied electronics. And then he studied electricity itself and all the stuff. And why am I saying this? It's because if you don't have a dream, having structure in your life, having some kind of goal in your life is really important and parents know that and the thing that i completely was shocked when i went to college was so many people are older than me like old like 28 29 30 32 the thing is i thought all colleges like had only like my age people like 20 year olds 19 18 who got fresh out of college or had a gap year in college, you know? But each time I ask those people, how did you end up going back to college? Is like, first of all, they didn't have a dream. So they went to college, you know, obeying their parents. And then afterwards, they are... (laughs) Alex is probably really insulted right now. (laughs) 
No, I'm honored. Old Sean. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. No, I'm just saying in the college context, I thought that was old. Yeah, uh, it is. They old. honored their parents. They got. Uh, they went to college. They got a normal job. You know, they were doing their life, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, in their life, they came to a point. What is my dream? And got serious about it. And then they went back to college mm-hmm. at the age of 30 with a family, some of them. And that's a hard decision. But I'm saying it's a very, very, very common thing, really common to find your dream in your late age and making a stamp and a, a decision at that age. The late age of 30. <laughs> Yeah. For me <laughs> back then, back then, yes, I yes. was no, twenty I, I years get, old. I get what yes, you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. I did see something the other day. I read it, I think, on Facebook, but but still, it stuck out to me because it's relevant to what we're talking about. Was that sometimes we get so scared to pursue something because we look at how long it'll take mm-hmm. to learn it, and so I'm like, oh, I'm you know, twenty twenty eight years old, and I don't want to spend four years in college to become. I don't know what you can do in four years, a business manager, because by the time I'm done, I'm going to be 32. Well, in four years from now, you're still going to be 32. So why not do something that you can then still be doing what you love in four years from now? You know, and so I think what you said, like it may have been a hard decision for them to go back to college, but celebrate those people that made that hard decision, you know, that they would actually go back and be like, no, I now know what I want to do and I'm going to pursue it kind of feel like I'm in that zone right now. I'm finishing my time here in the Czech Republic. I'm finishing my time with YWAM. And I'm like, what is my next goal? What's my next dream? I'm going to be 26, you know, like what can I do next? And I think, yeah, just having that in the back of my mind, like it's not too like late to go to college or too late to have a dream. Like what is my next goal? So I'm, I'm taking notes from this whole podcast. <laughs> just a great example. So my wife is, I wouldn't say her age, but she's 31 now. And I think since we met, and probably more than since we got married, she was really into jewelry. And like you, you can see like her whole mind will light up, her eyes will light up when you will start talking about like you know diamonds and stuff. And only now, I think at age of thirty, so we we were twenty four when we got married somewhere around there it took her five years to figure out what she really likes and i multiple times just sincerely encourage her to just go and basically study or or do like and and through these five years she tried a lot of things right she she didn't uh she has she has a job right which she also by the way enjoys and really likes to do what she's doing but she was looking for something else to be doing besides that and she couldn't find it but basically last year or like a year ago right she she just said okay i'm like not afraid i want to go and study jewelry right so and she found contacts by herself right she she went and found a is it called a master or i don't know how it's called somebody like who coach or yeah not coach, it's but like, the coach yeah um, somebody who who is who doing it yeah, doing yeah yeah <laughs> and mentor. then yeah apprenticeship yeah probably so she found someone who does it uh she went and studied pays for lessons right and now she's doing jewelry so she's 30 she she's pretty successful in what she's doing she like likes every second of it right but it took her 30 years to kind of find out Mm -hmm. what she wanted to do so it's definitely not too late 
and it's also fine to be in the process of looking for something as soon as you are actually looking for it right as soon as you don't give up and say well now it's too late and there are amazing examples if we're talking about uh, universities there are like people at age 90 that go and start studying from the beginning like if you think 30 is old Mm -hmm. like when i'm looking at that people was when 90 I, when I was young, yeah i know <laughs> just giving but, but anyways I, i'm just saying no time is late mm-hmm. if a 90 year old woman can go and study and finish university then you can also achieve whatever dream you have you know or whatever you were trying to achieve there, there is no late enough time yeah. to do that i have two things from that i love this it's okay to be in the process and it's okay to change your plans I think that's so true. We get so stuck. And I think especially as a young person, because being adult is, well, you've never done it before. So you don't know what it's like. And sometimes in our minds as a young person, we think I can only do this one thing and that's it. You know, like I'm just going to go in and that's it, you know, because it's so foreign to us because we've never done it before and I really wrestled with that when I was 18 I had this huge decision to make it was I had been to Zambia on a missions trip and it was should I move to Zambia and live with the family there or should I go do a DTS a discipleship training school with YWAM and it was like life shattering to me I like couldn't decide which one I should do and all of a sudden I just had this grand realization I was like I can do both. I was like, oh my gosh. And it freed me up so much just to realize I was like, I'm only 18. Oh my gosh. I have like the rest of my life. Of course, we're not guaranteed. We don't know actually the day that we leave this earth. And so there is a possibility that, you know, it could be our last day, but we don't think in that terms when you're dreaming. Like that's not the the area of dreaming. To have a dream is to think you know, towards something. And I think that was a really freeing realization for me as a young person was to think, well, I'm probably not going to be doing a DTS for the rest of my life, right? It's a six-month program. So I could do both of these things. And um, I don't know, I think I, I would just really encourage people right now who are kind of even wrestling with, yeah, those different ideas is just, it's okay to be in the process. It's okay to change plans. Uh, It's okay to let God change your plans because sometimes he's the one that orchestrates it and does it. And sometimes you have to let go of your own dreams and plans in order to let him come in and and move in in greater ways. Yeah, and I think that there's, there's a lot to learn about yourself in that process and a lot to learn about other people and a lot to learn about God. And so just to take it in, (laughs) take in the journey of of finding your dream. Yeah, it's, it's so true that sometimes we have our own plans and God can flip it completely 180 degrees, right? Completely different direction. And it is very important, right? Also, if, if you don't, if you don't know what your goals in life are, or if you don't have any dreams, uh, just pray and ask, uh, pray and ask God to give it to you, right? Or show it to you. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like I can say it about my life, I I can't see far enough. God can. And there might be some dreams or some goals I set for myself, but I might not see that those are not the best 
goals or dreams that I could have achieved in my life. And I know specifically for my life, God done much better than I could ever imagine or dream of or think of. And he put me in, in the place where I am for a reason. And sometimes you cannot see it until you are, you know, like at the moment you might not see it as a best thing. Mm -hmm. But if you look retrospectively back, you would see why or you might understand why God put you in, in that mm -hmm. place, in the thing, in the job, whoever, wherever you are. So God basically plays the, the biggest role in our dreams than we are, right? As you said, we might dream of whatever we want and God can change your plans or your dreams mm -hmm. in, in just seconds, right? And yeah. that's very important, yeah. I think that's so true too, just to actually put your trust in God for your dreams. Because I, I was even just kind of reflecting just now on this whole podcast, this whole discussion about how we, we talked a lot about doing it yourself and making your way. Well, in some people's dreams, you actually can't like, you know, I know a lot of girls where their dream is just to be a mom, you know, like that's like, that's genuinely their heart's desire is to be a mom someday. Well, there's a lot of things that have to line up, you know, first you find somebody that you want to marry, then you get married and then there's the whole trusting process of like, can you have children? You know, like there, that's a whole process. And so like, I think that in some ways, sometimes we actually have to lay our dreams before God and say, God, I'm giving you my dreams, my plans, my heart, and I'm going to trust you with that and trust that you know what's best for my life. And sometimes that's really hard for us, especially people who like to control things. I'm talking to myself here. I mean, you guys heard my story. I tried to control my whole environment as a 17-year-old person to achieve my dreams or my goals. And that's not always realistic, especially when you are a follower of Christ. You are submitted and subjected to him. At least that, that should be our that should be a huge part of our actually desire as followers of Christ is that we're submitted to him. And so I think sometimes it's taking our dreams and desires and saying, God, I'm actually going to give these to you to do what you want with. Um, and an example for that in my life was actually living in, in Africa. I had just moved to the Czech Republic and I was really wrestling with the fact that I was living in Europe and not in Africa. And I was kind of going, God, like, it was my dream. I prayed every night as a young person that I'd go to Africa by the time I turned 12. I didn't, I, I was 18 by the time I went to Africa, but that was my heart's desire was to go there and I wanted to live there. And so I was really wrestling when I first moved here. I was like, it's such a different culture and like than what I thought I would be in. And God gave me this really beautiful analogy. And he, he was like, Miranda, if if your dreams and your passions are a seed and you give me this seed, what do you think I will do with it? And I thought for a second, I was like, well, you'd probably plant it, wouldn't you? And he was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I will plant it. And what happens when you plant a seed? And I thought about it for a second and I was like, well, it goes underground. And he's like, can you see it when it's there? And I was like, no, you can't. When a seed is buried under the ground, you can't see it. You don't know if it's dying. You don't know if it's growing. You don't know if, it, if it's withered, if it's rotten. Like you have no idea what's happening under the ground until it springs up. 
But there's a process that happens before it springs up where it actually is developing roots and it's growing down before it comes up. And he really just gave that analogy to me of how if I trust him enough with my plans and my dreams, I don't have to worry about what's happening when I can't see them. I just get to trust that he is growing roots in me for something that I can't see yet. And I think that that's a really important part for anybody, whether you know your dream or you don't know your dream, is to say, God, I'm giving you this piece of my life and I'm trusting you with it, even though I can't see where the end result will be right now. I'm trusting that you're doing something in me to grow roots and that those roots will be the foundation for when those dreams spring forth up out of the soil. They'll be solid because I have the roots that go deep. And so I think it's really trusting God in the process of finding your dreams. And so there's a whole element of not relying on yourself. You know, we talked a lot about you chasing your dreams. I was just thinking like, you know, so much of it. And and there is an element of that, but there is also that element of surrendering your dreams to God and actually saying, will you do something with this, Lord? And I, I trust you with it. I think that was a really big process and journey for me that I'm still learning to this day. (laughs) Fancy that. Can you imagine that you keep learning these things? But I think everybody, these are things that we get to learn for the rest of our lives. But anyways, I hope that encourages somebody listening just to, to take that analogy in. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast and just our discussions on finding your dream. And we hope that, yeah, the different aspects and elements that we discussed related to you in one way or another. And again, I think just reaching out to God in the process, being okay with the process, and it's okay to change your plans and your dreams. And we hope that this helps somebody. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Found in Prague. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Youth Praha. Join us next time.